If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. With everything you need all in one place, let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Hello? Uh, Check one. Check two. Oh, we recording? 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 We been gone for some weeks, at least we hella rested. We effervescent, you can get this death perspective. The homie rude, don't he stupid, don't he pull up and act the donkey fool. It's Joey Dula. Yo! His energy live, he literally thrive of giving you science. Solving the mystery of life, he's still on the mic. It's Izzy the Lion. What's good with you, man? Not shit, man. Uh, got mother-in-law, got her settled in the house, had to hit the grocery store and buy some pork, shit like that, you know, make her feel at home. You said you had to buy some pork. Pork? Yeah, so, yeah some, uh, you know, bacon and sausage, and yeah, so now she's staking up the house. You know, won't oh, eat pork. No. Yeah, won't, <laughs> won't eat pork in, in our house, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I do, I do, I eat pork, but I mean, I don't go to the store just for pork. You would yeah, I had, <laughs> I had. I had to do it for. I had to. She don't, no, nobody want no turkey. If you if you're not used to eating turkey bacon, you're not gonna like that shit. Right? It's kind of the jam, though. Once you get used to it, it's kind of the jam. It feels clean, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, you got to get used to it. That's the thing. So so what you she know, just, just trying to make it, huh? So what she just rolled up and was like. You ain't got no pork? Like, what's up? What? <laughs> so, so, you know, I had, my son had his birthday yesterday. And so, um, that was one of his big surprises. You know, she flew out, whatever. And, um, and yeah, uh, I went over to the hotel to get her. Uh, and, and she's like, yeah, I don't know about the hotel. Can I just stay with y'all? And I'm like, shit, of course, you know, say, say some money. You're going to be here for a whole week. So, yeah, kick it with us. And, um, immediately she's like, Y'all got some other kind of bread? Y'all got some turkey? Y'all got some pork bacon? I can't eat this turkey shit. Hey, but she from, oh, she from, <laughs> she from Georgia, right? In yeah, a, yeah, well, well from Al- Alabama. Okay. She from Alabama. Same thing, same thing. <laughs> yeah, all right, that's what's up. That's what's up. So I guess that's that's what's good, huh? Your, your son's birthday and your uh, and mother-in-law in town? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's real good, man. Um, Actually, I was thinking for... Uh, I knew you was going to ask me what's good, man. Um, I'm just glad to be back. I'm glad to be back on the pod, man. You know, dedicating my time and energy to something positive. That's what's a up. good it's, outlet. It, it's, been, it's been a long time coming. We've been out about four weeks now. And it, it, <laughs> it just ain't felt right, man. Life ain't felt the same, man, without the pod yeah. on Sunday, dog. You know, it's... Exactly. Yeah, but we in here. We in here. We here for y'all, for the audience. But most importantly, me and Izzy are here for me and Izzy. You right, <laughs> very self-serving around here. Yes, very self-serving. It, hey, I gotta tell you, man, I, I really see the difference in my mental health when I'm recording and when I'm not recording. You know, I gotta have that creative mm-hmm. outlet, man. I gotta be, cause I got so much. I need to let it loose. You know what I mean? Yeah. E- even beyond the creativity, man. Um, you you know, I'm a very uh, a very closed person. I don't talk a lot. I'm talking about my personal stuff, but um. 
even even just chatting it up with y'all, man, every Sunday, and then you know talking to my boys and getting another opinion. Like it's 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 chicken noodle soup for the soul, man. This is true. This is true. I feel it. And that broth hit the belly kind of different, don't it? <laughs> Hey, hey, why does it sound like you always rapping, my dude? Look, I'm telling you, if I I keep this creativity in me, I'm going to explode, my guy. I got to let it loose. You know what I mean? Yeah, (laughs) yeah. But you know how it is when that broth hits your belly? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You feel full. Uh Uh-huh. It warmed you up, man. It warmed you up from the inside. It's a good feeling. All the way. You can feel it all the way in your fingertips. That's what's up. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So uh, I had a I had a long weekend, and I, I think I'm making life decisions right now, man, because um, I think your boy's going to try sobriety for a little bit. Mmm. Mmm. The dreaded, <laughs> the dreaded sobriety. <laughs> I mean, but not really though, right? Because I'm kind of like, I'm kind of dreading like having a drink at this point, man. I really don't, I don't yeah. recover the way I used to. And I know y'all probably heard me say this a million times on the podcast, but I'm really, I'm at the point where I'm like, all right, enough is enough, you know? Yeah, yeah. It gets old. It get, it gets old, man. I'm, I'm feeling the same way. Um. I've definitely slowed down on my drinking, and you know, um, a couple of people who listen to the pod, you know, they'll they'll mess with me and ask me, "Yo, did you stop? Are you hungover? You know, how you feeling today?" And you know, um, oh, honestly, uh, you know, I, I I slip up sometimes, or I might just be enjoying myself, and you know, but but regardless of that, I take it easy. You know, everything in moderation, even moderation. So um yeah man if 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 you feeling if your body's telling you yeah you got to chill like definitely listen man it it is it is the body's telling me you know I don't I don't recover how I used to you know number one yeah and uh you know number two I just need to really focus on being healthier man I think I think that's that's key and I'm gonna tell you this too uh, uh Deffers podcast listeners um we're not gonna fake the funk <laughs> out here on this podcast I'm not gonna tell you something that ain't so you know and I'm kind of I'm kind of revealing my soul to y'all right now so don't be holding it against me but hold me accountable you know what I mean? <laughs> right, you, yeah. You know, people, and I talk to you on a regular basis, you listen to the pod, ask your boy how he's doing, you know? Because mm-hmm. I need that too, you know what I mean? But Yeah, yeah. Life is good, life is good right now, man. I've got the day off. It's a, it's a federal holiday, so I'm going to go have brunch with a friend here in a little bit. And then uh, probably come back to the house and just read, man. Put some jazz on and just, just kick it. Got work tomorrow, so that's what's up. Yeah, just relax a little bit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Tell us about your trip, man. Let's uh, let the audience know why we've been on a hiatus for a little bit, you know. So, I wanted to write a little piece to help sort out some of my feelings and to hopefully help somebody who's in a similar place who may be listening right now. Um, and if you're sensitive to topics like death, I apologize in advance, but um, I feel like I got to explain what I've been going through. And so, as Joey said earlier... We haven't put on a normal episode in, you said, you said three weeks, dude? Man, it's been a month. It's been like four weeks. We've been doing bonus mm. material, and then I did the uh, did the interview with Greg Nimmit, and then last week, right. we just completely skipped last week, you know, but we so, out here now. We out here now. We out here. We're we, we doing it. We're doing it. But I feel like, you know, I owe y'all an apology, and, and just to let y'all know, um, we haven't put on a normal episode because I've been dealing with personal affairs, specifically. Uh, I lost my grandmother. And I'm usually worried about making my personal life public. And it took me a while to fully commit to doing this, but I think it may serve as a better therapy for me. Um, I was raised by my grandparents, my father's parents. 
And losing my grandmother in my 30s was akin to losing my mother. And I, I remember when I was a kid, I had to get my tonsils removed. And all the nurses told me, I, I cried, I want my Nana, I want my Nana, uh, while I was still sedated, immediately after just having my tonsils removed. And that story always illustrated to me how deeply connected I was to her because, you know, I didn't ask for my mama. I didn't ask for my dad. I needed Nana. And now that Nana is free from this world, it's left me with some real bittersweet and confusing feelings. Um, every ancestor in my paternal line is gone. So my father, grandfather, all the greats, and now my grandmother. And so that leaves me with me and my two boys. When my grandfather passed a day or two after the funeral, I went outside to find my dad smoking a blunt on the porch. And I could tell he was grieving. He didn't look like he was crying, but you know, he he already he already had <laughs> he got a strong face, but it was it was real hard that day, I remember. He passed the blunt to me and he said, you know. Every man who could tell me what to do is gone. My, my father was a very strong-willed man. You know, he had run-ins with the law. He was defiant. And having an issue with authority was a set character trait for him. So when he said, every man who could tell me what to do is gone, I thought he meant no man was above him anymore. And I thought he was... Thought he was saying he felt stronger, like he was more of a man now that he was the top man in the family, as if he inherited the will of my grandfather. And when my dad passed, I realized I was wrong. When he said every man who could tell me what to do was gone, he meant nobody was there to give him guidance. Nobody was there to tell him what's a good move or not anymore. And that's the feeling I had once I became the oldest person in my paternal line. So luckily, I remember other gems my father passed down to me. Like when I was little, he got down to my level, like real close to my face. I mean, I could see like, <laughs> I could see like every hair follicle of his beard. And he said, anything another man has done, you can do. And let me tell you, bro, I've been living my life believing that. You know, like, and now that I'm in the spot, the same spot that he was in, you know, I look at my children and I know I can be as strong as my father. I can, I can, I can live my life knowing that I'm the only person who can make those decisions and who can give myself guidance. And so now every chance I get, I, I get down and I get in there, I get to their level and I give them all the gems I can and just pray they remember it as clearly as when it was given to me. And, you know, when, when grandma passed, you know, as you know, Joe, I had to fly back to our hometown, Columbus, Georgia. Yeah. Yep. Y'all, everybody listening, if you don't have to, don't go to Columbus, Georgia. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't, if you ain't got don't to. Go. If you ain't got to. It's a, it's a backwards place. I'm going to tell you that straight up. It's real backwards out there. The very first night I got there. A man was shot in the face at a gas station I go to often. I frequent this place. I was right around the corner when it happened, getting ready to go to the store. So that's a very, very strange welcome home. I literally saw people standing in the same places they were when I left them. 
no, that's that's fucking bizarre. So here I am. My grandmother just passed. I'm back in my murderous hometown in the cold and gloom. The only sources of strength I can feel like in this dark, dark place I'm in is from my wife and my mama. Um, I had to plan the whole funeral myself, you know, from designing the programs with a face on the front to who sings at the funeral. Uh, I did all of that, bro. You know, because it's COVID time, I had to decide who gets to come and who doesn't. I had to empty out her apartment. You know, I'm arguing with family members about <laughs> fucking money, of all things, of everything we're going through. Now I'm arguing about money. Um, The funeral, it couldn't be held in a timely manner because of Fort Bend's scheduling. So I had to spend two weeks away from home, more than two weeks away from home. So that's two weeks my, my wife's out of work. Bro, I left my dog in the care of a friend. And you know, pit, you know, I told you I got a pit bull. Pit bulls right. are smart, yep. man. Yep, yep. This dog found a way to jump a seven foot fence, bro. Well, they good for what? that now. They good for that. I didn't, he was, bro. he was, he was, he was chained up. He got out of the collar, then jumped the seven foot fence. Super smart dog, and he was microchip, man. But he was already dead when they found him. Oh no! What happened? While, he, got while we're in, he, he got hit. He got hit. Uh, in the car. That's why. While we were in Columbus, so now my kids, on top of losing their great grandmother, who they love, who they grew up with, now there's no dog back home waiting on you when you open the door. Bro, when it you rains, know? it pours, don't it? It, it just it, hits you all at once, don't it? It keep coming down. You know, Forrest Gump shit. Big old fat rain. <laughs> when it rains, it pours, man. That's and um, it's wild. And you know, in 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 all of that, and everything combined, like anybody would feel, like anybody would feel, I was lost, man. I was I was down bad as fuck. And um, but more than anything, I was shocked at like how am I how am I still here? Why isn't my heart just? exploded from all of this pain yet you know like why is my soul just i right, dog peace out i'm clocking out <laughs> you know like how 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 can i how can i still laugh and and here i am laughing chilling smiling you know and of, of course this is all you know to the listener this is all still new it's all still um it's all still fresh and so I'm not out the woods yet, y'all, but like inside me, there's this strength that just doesn't come out on normal days. You know, it's it's tucked away for when you need it most. And I think that I think that same strength is in all of us, man. It's it's in it's somewhere deep in every person. And when life just throw you L after L after L and nothing's working, but you still just open your eyes and get up in the morning like that's the strength you know what i'm saying you gotta dig deep man i mean and that's 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 all it is to it you know um but yes yeah, it's, it's difficult man those are the breaks for sure i'm glad that um i'm glad that not not necessarily that you you went through what you went through or are going through currently what you're going through but i'm glad that i've had the opportunity to um to be here with you and and, and for you brother and i want you to know i love you yeah, I'm proud. Of yeah, you. I'm proud of you. I want you to know that thank, too. Thank you, man. Mm -hmm. 
I, I appreciate that. I love you too, man. And you know, it's 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 weird to hear, you know, somebody say I'm I'm proud of you for you know just just period. It's 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 difficult for me to process that the way other people feel, and that's that's a that's a part of the process. That's a part of of the growing and healing process that you know I've been through. And um, you know, like I was saying, I don't I, I don't I don't talk about I don't open up like that, and so um. Excuse me. Yeah, I gotta drag it out of you most of the time. I noticed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I really. Good. But it's all good. And, and 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 I don't even. That's the thing. It's so natural to me to not say anything. Like and not I like I don't intentionally not tell you about things. It's just not even a thought to even share. And um, I'm trying to come out of that. Trying to you know say so I I recognize there's something I need to grow in, but um. I've, I've been meditating a lot, even even before Grandma passed. On that, just that that inner strength, that will to live, you know, and and to keep pushing is um. Man, I've I've been operating on that for a minute now, you know, just almost on autopilot. And I I was smoking the other day and thinking about it, like when the comet when the comet that killed the dinosaurs came. 80% of life on the planet died, bro. 80% of all plant, of all life on this planet died. So that's through the impact, through the tsunamis, through days of choking ash and two years of darkness and cold, life kept living. You know, that's the that's the will to live, bro. And I think that that's in all of us now. It's, it's something that you, you can't you can't be here without it. The will to live is is present. I uh, I got I got a I got a close friend. I call this I call this man my brother. You know if um he was he was about sixteen and like every sixteen year old you feel like you don't want to be here no more. And he told that to his father, as you should. And he told he told his dad, you know I I feel like I want to kill myself. I, I want to die. And his dad pulled out his knife and grabbed my friend and put it to his neck. And he said, do you still want to die? And my friend responded that no, he didn't. And I know, I know that's, I know give that's me, touching. Give me, a sec, give me a second to process that one, man. Hold on. That's, Hold a, on. that's a lot. That's, that's a, a lot. lot. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Oh, all right, so I, I, I okay, wow. All right, no, c carry on. I, I got some thoughts, but go ahead. Now, of course, you know, people. That's that's ch that's child abuse. Okay, let's 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 just say that's, it. That's let's what I was say, but I wanted to hear the rest of the story. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. I hear you. I'm hearing you. It's it's child abuse. It's child abuse, and um, but my friend, in that moment, something kind of awakened in him. And he realized that, oh, I don't want to die. I'm unhappy. I may be unhappy with my life, but here it is. This is what you asked me for. Do you? Is this what you want? And he realized, no, that's not what I want. And so, even though his dad gave him this this beautiful message and deep awakening, he he gave it to him in a fucked up way. But he very well may have saved his son's life. And that's something that my that, that my my brother told me is is uh 
you know, something like that sticks with you. And that, that just that feeling of, I have to live, I have to keep living. I have to, I have to survive. You'll, to, you'll tolerate anything. You know what I'm saying? People being imprisoned and solitary for years, not seeing another person, not seeing the light of day a lot of times, you know, people being tortured on a, a, to, the, to the extreme side, you know, but it's something in you because your heart is beating that makes you want to keep on living. And so um, to everybody listening, everybody listening right now, man, um, find that within yourself find find that energy and um don't don't die just yet be strong for a bit longer you know the relief has to come find strength in yourself find strength in your loved ones don't don't turn your people away you know find out who your real people are and, and lean on them and those in those weeks i was going i had family treat me like a stranger i also had strangers who support me and kept me fighting and so um let go of the shit that drains you and, and find that strength to keep fighting y'all. Izzy, thank you, man, for um thank you for being vulnerable, man, and uh and sharing that. Yeah, it it won it won easy, man, but I know. You know, we got to. Yep. Yeah, it's hard out here, man. And we all just really trying to do our best, right? Yeah, everybody. We all out here just trying to survive. Um, and there's a lot to be said about uh, about family. You know, you gotta love them, right? But you don't get yeah. to choose them, right? You don't get to pick them, right? That's the thing. Mm -hmm. That's the thing. And 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 finding out, you know, like I said, this my my friend with the traumatic experience with his dad. I call him my brother. You know, you don't like you say you don't get to pick family. But your friends, I chose you to be in my life. You know, I felt that you blessed me and we uplift each other enough to where I, I chose you for you to be in my life. You know, that's 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 really important. You know, I find that um, friends sometimes, man, just talking to somebody that understands and that really cares about you, man, is a is a big part of self-care. Right. And I know, mm -hmm. I know we use the word self-care, but. I mean, you got to have community, too. Yeah. And I finally um, I finally got to the point where, because for a long time, I would just isolate when I got depressed. Mm. And that's useful, right? Just to just to reflect and to yeah, um, yeah. understand have a space. yourself. But no man is an island. Yeah, I was just going to say that, bro. No man is an island. No man is an island. We're, we're social beings, and we're here um, to share our energy with other people, man. And yeah. you need that. You need that. So, I, you know, I stopped isolating. You know, I'll, I'll do it maybe for a day if I'm real down, you know, just to gather my thoughts and my feelings. But after I've gathered, right. after I've gathered them and I feel like I understand them, I got to call my boy and, you know, I got to I got to share it with you. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Absolutely. I got to do that. So uh, Yeah, that's why I love this podcast, man. That's that's why that's why this shit is really good. It's, it's really good for all of us. So I think that um, I think that uh, something that I that I that I really wanted to talk about today. I think we ought to probably skip a uh, current event um, because I, I think this conversation will probably uh, take us into, to some pretty deep um, and important places. Um, I wanted to discuss um, mental health. 
<laughs> and uh, toxic masculinity. And, um, <laughs> oh, I'm here for it. Yeah, I'm here for it. And intersectionality between those two things, right? Uh, I know that um, I got a family member um, that was in the military, and he was in the army, and he was in charge of a battalion in Desert Storm. Mm-hmm. Well, he had uh, he had quite a few younger guys under his command, and um, they were sent out into the field, and there mm-hmm. was a gunfight. It was a firefight, mm-hmm. and he lost two young cats. That uh, one of them was a private, and I think the other one was was a, yeah maybe both of them were privates. One of them was twenty, one of them was nineteen, right? Ooh, ooh, yeah. So when he got back to uh, when he got back to the base, now you know that's already that's already traumatizing. Just seeing Hell, somebody die in front of you, right? And then think about the amount of responsibility that he was that he was holding on to. Yeah, absolutely. Those those guys be under his command. Well, when he got back, um, his major uh, looked at him and told him he screwed up, and that he was the reason those two young young men died. Damn. And uh, yeah, he's got some pretty bad PTSD right now. Yeah. Damn. And he said every morning when he wakes up, he hears his major berating him in front of his subordinates and blaming him for the death of those two two young guys. Mm. And it's that it's that kind of trauma that stops this family member from. Uh, really connecting with anybody yeah so a- anxiety and depression they they uh they they run pretty deep in my family i don't think i could i could name a family member that i have on my mom's and my dad's side who doesn't suffer from anxiety and depression um, yeah. and i think it's a lot more common than um than we than we think or that we even talk about and people handle it in different ways right but right yeah man i'm on a roller coaster quite frequently bro yeah, yeah. Oh, me too, brother. Me too. I either got a, I either got a whole lot of energy and I'm really amped and excited about something, or I just don't want to do anything at all. Like, yeah, yeah. I just want the days to pass. You know what I mean? Oh boy, but when I when I got the energy, oh my god, bro, I could take on the world. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. I got I got all the answers. I got the master plan worked out. I just got to put in the action, and then you know. It, it, it the depression that hits you it hits man it is and it comes in waves right so you like you really you got you're on a real a real high high <laughs> yeah and then yeah. at the snap of a finger you could be at a real dark low right yeah um i, I think i've just i just finally realized um and i'm i'm analyzing my patterns and the way mm-hmm. that the way that my emotions affect me um, and I got to tell you, one of the one of the main things that really keeps me balanced is uh, is exercise, man. I, I've got to mm. I got to do that. Um, but back to this family member I was talking about, the ex military man. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. Uh, he's very um, machismo. Okay. Uh, doesn't okay. doesn't like to talk about his feelings, um, and that's rough because he's real close to me, right? Uh, yeah. And it's hard. Mm-hmm. It's hard to connect with him on a personal level. Yeah. That's unfortunate. And for a long time, man, I thought, uh, 
I thought the measure of a man was how much you knew about sports, <laughs> how um, mm. how emotionally detached you could be. Right, right. How or, or uh, a better spin on that is quote unquote logical. Right. Asso right. Associating associating purely thinking without the like you said being emotionally detached and calling it logic. But, but you know a healthy a healthy human being doesn't just rely on one of those things right i mean you gotta, right. you gotta understand that your, your physical being the emotional state and your logic they all come together to create a whole person right 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 and if you shift or you you um you lean too hard in one of those areas and you don't really focus on the other ones then mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it affects you greatly, man you know, I, I, as I was saying, or well, as you know, you know, if the listeners care enough, you now I said I, I got two boys, and um, raising them to try to be, you know, emotionally vulnerable and emotionally aware is difficult because you know we didn't, we we often didn't get that growing up. You know, it's men, men suppress your emotion, hide your emotion, be detached, but um. I explained it to my son. He was real, real little. He's like five or six. You know, your bones are real. Your skin is real. Your ideas and your feelings, they are real. You can't see them, but you can feel them, and therefore they exist. They exist somewhere else, but they exist. So you have to acknowledge them. The same way you brush your teeth and take care of your teeth, you have to watch your emotions and take care of those emotions. And um, I, I wish that, that more people, especially us, especially, especially black people, that we made it a point to talk to our children about addressing and maintaining their emotions. There's a lot to be said about that. And I think, um, I think that um, being emotionally intelligent is, uh, is very important. Mm -hmm. Not not just it, just not just acknowledging your emotions, but trying to understand why you feel a certain way. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, and that and that just boils right back down to the logical part and being a whole human being, right? Mm -hmm. You got to right. listen to your body. If something hurts, then maybe don't do it, right? Physically, right? Right. Um, you adjust that. Yeah. If you're feeling a certain way, then I mean, there's a reason why, and you got to think about that, man. Like, why am I feeling this way? And one one of the things that I'm trying to put into practice and. Uh, I'm kind of ashamed to say it, but I, I, I didn't even start until my later 30s, is um, not reacting immediately when something mm. happens and when somebody says something that's kind of, you know, off color, off base or affects me emotionally. Um, just mm -hmm. taking a minute and thinking about, you know, why did this affect me? And even even um, even to the point of understanding that they just said something foul to me because of what they got going on. Yeah. And it's got yeah. nothing to do with me, right? Right. And that's a hard one. That's a hard one, right? Um, because so many times you, you want to react. Right. I want to take it personal. You want, yeah, you want to pop off. Yeah. 
That's um. Have you ever read that book, The Four Agreements? I was just getting ready to say that. Uh, I have. We some we some well read brothers, huh? I keep it. I keep it on deck. I keep it on deck, and I've read it two or three times. If y'all haven't read it, please go get this book. Just order it. Um, I get the book, man. Uh, thrift Books yeah. is where I got it from. I got it pretty cheap. Um, I don't really like to mess with Amazon too tough because you know billionaire <laughs> class. But you know, um, get get the book. Read the book. I, I literally, mm -hmm. you could read it in one day. You could, yeah. like, six hours. If you sit down there and you really just devote your time to it, you could, you could read it. You know, the whole thing. It's a short read. And, and, but that's the beauty of it. It'll take, you know, a day to read, but a lifetime to implement, you know, the, the wisdom behind it. Definitely, definitely check that out. The four yo, we should do book reviews more often. We should. See, my problem is right now, man, is I'm I'm editing a lot with this podcast. And, ah, that's right. You know, I and that's what I, that was my intent when we started this thing was I'm gonna read a book. You know, I'm gonna give myself two weeks and I'm gonna do a book review. You remember at the beginning, uh, maybe the first or second episode, I think I reviewed um, Blink by Malcolm Gladwell. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to continue that, but my spare time is like it's kind of eating up at the moment. Right. Um, so yeah, if we got any listeners that want to do that wants to do any uh, free editing on some audio, <laughs> <laughs> get out right. so, so we can enrich the uh, the uh, the content in this uh, this podcast, yeah. man. You yeah. know, get your internship. Mm -hmm. We'll we'll log your hours. You know, volunteer work, all of that. Yep, that's what's up. That's what's up. So wait, let's let's okay, let's go over the four agreements. Let me see if I can remember them all here. So, it's uh be be intentional with your impeccable with your word, right? Yeah, impeccable. Yep, yep. Um, don't take anything personal. Right. That's that's my that's my favorite one. Be impeccable with your word. Don't take anything personal. Don't make assumptions. Right. Yeah. That's important. That's important. You know, you want to ask people to clarify when they tell you something. Don't let your brain run wild, man, because you can make up all kind of scenarios in your head. Always ask, yo, can you can you can you break that down? Can you give me more? Right. Can you elaborate? Please elaborate. Oof. Right. I'm an imaginative dude, mm -hmm. man. Mm -hmm. if, if my imagination run wild and I let me again, we, we open enough, we we keeping it personal. I have ruined romantic relationships. I've ruined love just because my imagination can run wild. And that's that's a that's a very dangerous thing that I do that I have acknowledged, you know, and I've um I've done a lot of work to to fix that. But that's 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 a very important agreement. Don't make assumptions because you can absolutely ruin friendships, ruin relationships with family members, anything, man. You you have to be clear. That's true. This is very true. And also do your best. Always do your best, right? Mm. You gotta, you gotta nurture relationships. You gotta feed them if you want to be positive. If you want them to be beneficial to both of you, um, to both people involved, right? Yeah. I know that um, it's also very important. This is something that I, I've been struggling with here recently: is uh, knowing what your emotional capacity is to deal with other people and to. Uh, to help other people mm. There's no way that you could be a help to anybody else if you're not taking care of your own mental health, right? Yeah, if you're not doing yeah. the things that you need to do to put yourself in a position to deal with the rest of the world, right? You're not gonna yeah. be good to nobody. Um, yeah, I can't give you what I don't have Yeah, if I, if I don't have peace within myself, I can't 
help you with your peace. If I don't love myself, I can't help you. I can't. I can't love you first of all, and I surely can't help you love yourself. I always, I've always had a, a strong desire to help people um, through hardships or. Um, yeah, yeah, you're you're a helper, bro. You're you're a, you're a problem solver. That's a that's a very good quality of yours. I recognize that, bro. But I got, I mean, still, man, I got it. Sometimes you got to step back and focus on yourself, man. Is that mm -hmm. my sister told me? Uh, she's very wise. I mean, I should have called her and put her on the pod today because she would have she would have really loved this topic. But uh, maybe another time we'll do that. But um, she said, "I'm not going to fight you for your healing." But, yeah. But there's no amount of care, love, and direction you can give somebody if they don't want it for themselves. You feel me? I've had that issue with family, man. That's that's heartbreaking when when you want to make that progress and breakthrough, but it's impossible. It's just impossible. You got You got to do the work. And if you're not willing to do the work, then I mean, what what more can I say to you? You know. I think I'm a, I'm a bit pushy at times too, though. Is he ain't gonna lie to you? I'm uh, <laughs> I am man, and I you know I'm I'm trying to work on that, you know. Um, yeah. And I can be a bit abrasive. You're 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 a strong-willed man, so I can see how, you know, trying to take a softer approach can you know that's something something you might gotta work at. Yeah, I'm I'm working on it. We getting there. I'm still doing yeah. the work, man. And you know what, deaf perspective listeners, I'm gonna tell you something. Your work is never over yeah yeah that's real it is never over you know just being out here and uh trying to be a whole human is tough it's really tough yeah but you got to keep reflecting and you got to keep pushing you got to you got to keep doing what you got to do you know i love you man not you know i love i love all y'all out there i want you to know that um if you're going through something, um, if you need someone to talk to, get at your peoples. If you ain't got no peoples, hit my DMs, man. I'm willing to talk, you know. Mm -hmm. yeah, you, you, you absolutely got to find out who who your people are, man. You know, like I was saying earlier, I, uh, I was talking with family in a very critical um, and emotionally devastating time. And, you know, when I needed when I needed them the most, they were, you know, not there at all. And went went complete stranger on me. So yeah, you, it's it's important to recognize who are the people that's, that that are fighting for you. Who are the people trying to uphold you and uplift you, man? Like recognizing that and taking the time to sit aside and assess your relationships with people. That's a part of the work too. That's something you really got to do. Really assess how um how other people affect your life. Now, I got to tell you, man, like, n not for nothing here. Um, you, you re yeah, not only how they affect your life, but what capacity do you have to to even be there for them, right? Right. Um, I've, I've come to terms with the fact that when I look at relationships, if it's not uh, mutually beneficial. Yeah. Uh, sometimes you sometimes you got to move on, you know, and that's that's not a bad thing. A lot of times we, we, we convince ourselves or allow ourselves to be convinced that needing some, needing something from somebody is a bad thing. And that's just not so. That is nature. That is the nature of nature. Yeah. We are all yep. in a, 
constant dance of symbiotic relationships. You know, the things that we need, we can get, we get elsewhere. And we also have to contribute to this, to this, to this cycle. You know, it's people and trees, you know, we, we, we need each other to breathe. And in that same way, emotionally, we need other people in our lives to help, help be our strength sometimes, help be our release sometimes, you know, help us in, 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 in every capacity. And that's community. We need community, man. Now, be, be, be kind, be generous, be there for your people. But above all else, it is okay to be selfish. Mm. You have got to look out for yourself because at the end of the day no one's gonna do it like you do yeah no one knows what you need but you yeah it's, it is okay to be selfish and and again that is nature you know i yeah. I, I, yep. I like i like to boil everything down to uh to living in the jungle you know if, if we if i was a person just born on the earth with no concepts of society or you know, or, or how I should live as a human, and I observe everything else around me, observe nature, everything is fighting to live, it's fighting for resources, it's looking out for self, and like like you said, Joe, it is nothing wrong being, with being selfish sometimes, and you need to look out for yourself, you have to take care of yourself, because if you don't, out here in nature, out in the jungle, in whichever jungle you live in, is gonna fucking eat you. Whether it's trees and vines or it's concrete, you know what I'm saying? Right, whichever whichever jungle you live you living in right now. If it's your work jungle, if it's your school jungle, you know what I'm saying? Like it will it will eat you alive if you don't care for yourself. That's a hard fact to learn, man. It's a hard fact to learn because I think it's, it's a lot of um there's a lot of theology and philosophy out there that'll uh that will preach and practice um, selflessness, which is useful, right? Yeah. But again, you don't have that energy unless you do for self first, man. You've got to do for self first. I have a, I have a pretty strict regimen that I follow. Um, my, my house has got to be clean on the weekend um, mm. because I'm, I think I'm borderline OCD with the cleaning. Like everything has got to be in its place. Um, certain things that I do just to touch the house up during the week but I know that if I don't have my meals dialed up for the week if I don't have my house clean if the cats aren't happy uh, I'm I can spiral man into uh, some anxiety about it not being done and that could trigger my depression very easily mm -hmm. um, so yeah that self-care and taking care of you is it's a paramount importance. Right, right. I think I think that's a good thing though, man. Um cleaning your house, cleaning your space. They say your um your room is a representation of your mind. You know, and when it's messy and organized and you yourself are messy and scatterbrained, you know, mentally. And um I know in uh in Zen Buddhism, um there's the practice of clearing your space bringing out your yoga mat and um and cleaning it and that sounds you know basic every every day you get up clean your room or you clean your space or not every day or you know at a set fixed time and set schedule but that practice 
is a metaphor, is an embodiment of getting back to your center, getting back to a to a natural, familiar, and calm state, you know. And um so you with your ritual of cleaning every weekend, that's you restarting yourself, refreshing and getting prepared for, you know, for, for what's to come and, and getting back in your center, man. Yeah, it you puts me in a great headspace, man. It puts me in a real yeah. good headspace. Um, yeah, yeah. If, if there's just one thing left undone, then, you know, I can't I can't relax until it's over with. I will. Yeah, yeah. It's, that's it's the tough. beauty of ritual. That's the beauty of ritual. You've, you've created this pattern in your mind that leads to a sense of inner peace. And now, now it's, it's like a trigger. I know that I can do this to have inner peace or when you, or when you're working out, you know, of course you get those endorphins, you get that oxytocin and you know, all these good hormones that you feel, but you also neurologically, you create pathways and rewire your brain to where this makes me happy. Let me let me create another wire, uh, another wire to this happiness. Like it's, it, it makes that distance shorter. And um, yeah, keep it that that ritual of I got to work out. You know, three three days a week or four days a week. I have it long. Like you're putting yourself back in that space to achieve that happiness again. Yeah, that's what's up. That's what's up. It's hard to be in a perpetual state of that, but you know. I don't um I don't think I ever get to a place where I want to hurt myself, right? Yeah. Um but the depression is real, you know. Right. And I know when I'm in a low place, and that's that emotional intelligence, right? Knowing why you are where you are. Right. And knowing that there is light at the end of that tunnel. It's valleys and peaks, man. Valleys and peaks. Mm -hmm. You know, you may be in a valley for a moment, but top of the mountain is, is, is soon. You know, mm -hmm. you'll be there soon. And it's cyclical, and it's crazy how it works, Izzy. It is. It is a psych man. You... You 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 spitting straight truth, bro. Like you really spitting my life right now. You know shit shit that I've meditated very heavily on. Um, and I don't know if that is just the nature of life. I'm starting to believe that it just is, and that it's not just me, and it's not or it's not just manic depression. It's not just you know like a clinical brain thing. Like it. At some point, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm learning. I'm learning how to live. I'm learning important life lessons because I'm fighting through all this. You know what I'm saying? Like, this shit kind of making me strong. And I feel weird saying that because it, 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 it breaks me down sometimes, but I'm a strong motherfucker because of it. That's what's it's, up. It's, it's, a, it's a real weird place to be. No, nah, and it's hard. It's hard to um. It's it's hard to even admit that because you don't want, you don't want to feel like you're coming from a place of pride because life exactly. has a tendency to chop your ass the fuck down when you get yeah. there. Right? Oh yeah, the universe is always oh, yeah. listening, bro. Oh yeah, that shit will yeah. you right in the damn gut whenever <laughs> you get that way, right? Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's, it's self awareness too. It's self awareness mm -hmm. too. So I've never, I've never actually been uh clinically diagnosed with anxiety or depression i've had a couple of therapists that i've gone and i've uh, i've talked to um 
and really I'm in the process of looking for another therapist, right? Then I can't, yeah. I can't express, I can't express any more the value of therapy. Um, I know me personally, I can't handle uh, anti, what, what, what is it, uh, antidepressants? Yeah. Medication. Um, mm -hmm. I was on a smoking cessation program for a while and I tried Wellbutrin and uh, Enchantix. And they, How was that? Well, they worked um, to help me quit smoking at the time, but, and they blocked out the feelings of anxiety and depression, but they also blocked out all other feelings, right? And I really mm -hmm. very much felt like a zombie when I was on mm -hmm. a man. And I don't, I don't want that. I don't want that. I, I've a, I'm a firm believer that feelings are to be felt with, not dealt with, right? Yeah. Um, man, that might be the, 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 the name of this episode. Man, that's tough. Felt with, not dealt with. I'm saying, like, yeah. I, I don't want to mask the emotion. I want to better understand it, man. Right. I want to be okay with being in that moment where things are not doing, things aren't going well, you know? Yeah. And I'm feeling down, right? Understanding that. And they're doing everything that I can to try to flip that to the yeah. other side of that coin, right? Yeah, and just being even keel is 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 difficult, you know. But I think I'm making progress. I think I'm making progress. Mm. Um, and just talking about it is it, it helps, man. You know, knowing that uh, and this is why it's it's very important to reach out, y'all. It's very important to reach out if you're feeling some type of way. Um, if you feel like you're in a low place. Talk to somebody because I, I guarantee you nine times out of ten, somebody in your life knows exactly what you're going through and you are not alone. Yeah, absolutely. You are not alone in it. Right. Um, so, yeah, don't isolate either. I mean, maybe for a minute, but you got to know when you got to get up and make it happen. Don't spiral, man. Do not spiral. Yeah, and it's easier yeah, when you it see it's getting bad. Oh boy, it's not even a spice. It's a slide. It's a. <laughs> it is a slide down, dude. It's a. It's a steep, steep slope. It's when you're going, when you're going down, it's easy to not care. And you know, I talking to you more, and um, you know, having our, our conversations, we talk about self care. Self care was never something I heard growing up. It's not a concept that was just, you know, instilled and um, talking to you more and talking about self-care and saying it and saying it and meditating over it. I realized that when I am in my low states, um, that's my go to not taking care of myself. That's 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 my self-harm trait. I, I deliberately um, don't take care of myself and. Um, like I said, talking to you more has made me realize that now I can fix that now. I, so now when I get low, I'm like, okay, I need to, I need to, I need to get on. I need to shave. I need to look nice. I need to go iron my clothes. I need to clean up and all those things help bring you out of it. And that's that, that's that spiral that not taking care of yourself is just allowing it to let us have, let it have its way with you. Yeah, and, you gotta fight now. And that, and that, and that's that's a beautiful thing that like it, even even the small things, man. The the, the smallest things, clipping mm -hmm. your and cleaning your fingernails, man. Yeah, like, that's yeah. self care, dog. You know, 
Um, yeah. Making sure you shower every day, making sure your house is clean, you know, right. flossing on a regular basis. You know, I made them videos on Insta because I was trying to give y'all like little examples of like, <laughs> these right, things right. you need to be Look. doing for yourself, you know, uh-huh. um, dating yourself, man. That That's the jam. Going out, going out for a day. Yeah, and just doing what it is that you want to do. I'm not saying sans any other human interaction. That didn't have to be that way, right? Um, but just spending time with yourself and loving yourself, and that is a hard thing to do, man. Yeah, is having deep, like genuine love for yourself, and even the parts of yourself that you don't like, the parts mm-hmm. that are ugly. You still gotta love mm-hmm. them because it's you. Right. We were talking about. Uh, medications. I was placed on medication when I was younger, my teenage years. Um, I forget which ones. Uh, Effexor. Effexor was one, and uh, it was awful, bro. You talking about feeling zombified? I um, I w- I was always sick. I was always nauseous. I didn't I didn't want to eat, and um, so I immediately. I'm talking about the first couple days. I was like, no. I'd be putting them under my tongue, not taking them, going to spit them out in the toilet or whatever. And um, my mom, she told me uh, a couple of weeks ago, she said, you know, I'm really glad you didn't take that that medicine back there. And I was like, oh, oh she oh, shit. What? She knew. <laughs> yeah. Man, mamas <laughs> are not dumb, bro. They know what's going uh, yeah. on. Yeah, man. Absolutely. I, um, I, I had to tell her, though, um, when... I was going to therapy and talking to a psychiatrist and because I, I, I was uh, diagnosed with um, with depression, clinical depression. And, um, you know, went went through. Uh, I don't I don't want to. Anyway, <laughs> that's neither here nor there. But um, I was I was I had to tell my mom I was subjected to abuse by some of those therapists and um i felt like not not sexually but they were taking advantage of me and my situation and my feelings to uh to give me a lot of experimental medications that really made me worse i remember one specific instance of um i was in a facility and i had been there for a few days and you know they make sure that you take medicine in a facility and um after three days I could have visitation and my grandparents visited me and they made me talk to this therapist that I'd never seen before, never talked before, never talked to before. And he would say something and snap his fingers. And I would not, I, I, I kid you not, bro. It's like, get out. I know it sounds crazy, but just follow me. He would say something like, um, the man, the man in the, in the red house forgot his keys and snap his fingers. And I would not be able to remember what he said. And he demonstrated that multiple times in front of my grandparents. My grandma cried and my granddad cried. And I remember feeling like shit because why can't I do this? Why can't I? Re- I was never, I was never like this before. I was just sad. I was just a you know fucking emo loner kid. Now something's wrong with me with my brain. I can't even think straight. And um. There was there was a lot of a lot of weird instances with the medication that they were giving me where I, I would lose track of time. I would like not remember full blown days. And um 
yeah, they, they really fucked me up, bro. They they really tried to pull a number on me <laughs> and my and you my know, family. <laughs> you know, and, um, I, I'm, I'm gonna go I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this real quick. If 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 y'all are out there and y'all listening, and you need medication, and that's a decision that you have made, then I mean I'm all for it. If that's what you need, that's what you need. You know, not everybody right. has the same needs. I'm not I'm not downplaying medication, but what I am saying is it ain't right for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. If if that's if that's what you want to do, and that's what you have to do for for your mental health and to be a whole human, then I mean, by all means, do what you got to do. Mm -hmm. You know, um, be careful. Be careful. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and that goes back to what we were saying earlier: being able to assess yourself. Even as a kid, I was like, you know, when I came in, I wasn't like this. Something is wrong. You have to be able to assess your feelings, assess your mind, assess your own needs. Because nobody else, nobody else can love you how you love you. Nobody else can take care of you how you are going to take care of you. So, um, I mean, I'm, I'm not. Of course, again, I'm not saying don't don't talk to therapists. I'm just saying I had a few traumatic experiences with um with therapists, but I want I I, I had some awesome experiences with therapists as well. And um, and therapy can be dope. Um, but as far as for those people who have children, man, um, talk to your children, be around your children, be present because it's really easy to take advantage of children. And I realized that they were taking advantage of me. Open up a dialogue of, of and yeah, open up a dialogue and, and and create a safe space for your kids to really talk about their feelings. I can't tell you how many times I talked to my son, um, and he's he's feeling some type of way, and I I wouldn't say I force, but I do coerce him into exploring yeah. his feelings. You know, like yeah. if he's angry about something. You know, I try to get him to well, let's think about that. Like so, right, that right. Make you feel that way. Mm -hmm. um, do, do you do you need something from this person that they aren't giving you, or and why do you feel like you need that? Like you know, and and then that's to me. I, I gotta let you make thank thank you for doing that with your son because um, that's what he's gonna remember. And when he's an adult and he has those thoughts on his own, he's gonna hear it in your voice, bro. You know what I'm saying? He's gonna he's gonna remember his dad following these lines of thought to get to where I, I need to be emotionally and and you know assessing my emotions and um yeah dude I, I my my dad did the same exact same thing to me and now I do it and I hear it in his voice like why did this make you feel this way? What do you need to do now? Like that that has to be practiced. Yeah. You know yeah absolutely that has to be practiced. Yeah, and you know, I I, I got to tell you, I I don't I don't think that I had the best example. Matter of fact, my uh, every father figure that I've I've ever had has been very emotionally detached. Um, has never really spoken to me about my feelings. But on the other hand, my mother is um, she's been very emotionally available to me. Has made herself vulnerable and um, has admitted when she's made mistakes. And that's valuable as well, right? Um, just telling your kids and the people around you that you're not perfect. You know you're not perfect. And you know, the only mm -hmm. thing that I could really do is to try to be better to my son and those that look up to me 
than the examples that were laid before me. You know what I mean? Right. And I think I'm doing well, you know, but I mean, I'm not, again, I'm not perfect. I'm doing my best, the best that I can. Right. Um, yeah, and it's, it's difficult, man. Mm -hmm. It really mm -hmm. is difficult. And, you know, if I, no one ever had that talk with me when I was, you know, 12 years old. You know, exactly. why do you feel this way? No one ever uh, expressed the importance of emotional intelligence with me. Right, you know? right. Um, and I, I feel like, uh, well, I know for a fact that, you know, that the re because I'm doing this with my son at this point, um, he's going to be better equipped when he yeah. gets older. Absolutely. Yeah, so son, yeah, I, son, if you listen oh, to this, I love you. <laughs> I want you to know that. <laughs> um, I didn't discuss with him whether or not I could put this on the podcast, but you know, I, I think he'll be all right with it. You know. Oh, so so he does listen, huh? That's well, yeah. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes, right? Sometimes, I, yeah. you know, it's, it's hard. It's hard to keep it clean enough for him to for him to be able to listen. But right, you know, right. How does how does Frankie now? Is it even appropriate to call him Frankie anymore? Like yeah, yeah, no, that's fine. He's twelve, man. He'll be thirteen this year. Thirteen. Um, yep, yep. They just moved back to Georgia. He's he's very much at that state where dad really ain't cool no more. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where I just want to kick it with my friends and play Fortnite. You know? And I'm, yeah. I'm trying to break him of that a little bit, but you know, kids is gonna be kids, yeah. man. He's gonna do what he want to do. You know? So. That's cool. All, all I can do is to is to help guide him and buy him some books every now and then. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's that's, that's all I really can do. He's gonna he's gonna choose his own path. But he's a good yeah, kid. Sure. He's a damn good kid. All right, y'all. So, deaf perspective listeners, uh, we did a little something different this week. So, give us some feedback and tell y'all tell us how y'all feel about our discussion on mental health. We will be back momentarily for our media review. Stay tuned. Yeah! Okay, Deaf Perspective listeners, we are back for our world-class media review. Izzy. Yes, sir. I went to a show in SF. It was mm -hmm. called the NBA Leather Tour. Are you familiar with this? Uh-uh. What's that? All right. So there's a venue uh, over in SF. It's called the Warfield. It's a pretty dope venue. Mm -hmm. um, we went to a show. It's called the NBA Leather. That is Alchemist and Boldy Ooh. James. They opened. Wow. And I got to tell y'all, man. I really, honestly, I'm, I'm at the point where I think Alchemist might be the best hip-hop rap producer, like, out there. <laughs> Man, Dude you just to know that. He's been ill for so long. Consistent. Consistent. Consistently, bro. And still. You got, you got to know Alchemist on point. Oh, yeah. And still, his production is on point. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, it was, uh, it was Boldy James and, Al and Alchemist. They opened up. And uh, Boldy James put on a rap clinic, like legit. If you are interested in rapping or hip hop, and you want to hear the technicality of a true MC, Boldy James is your guy. Also, mm. right after Boldy James, 
was the great Earl Sweatshirt. Wow, nice. Hey, my kids love Earl, man. Earl they they nice probably man. shouldn't, but man, them boys love some Earl. <laughs> Earl came with it too. Earl came with it too. He put on a clinic as well. It was it was yeah. a, real, a real real good show, man. It was dope. Thing about the Warfield is they really don't care if you smoke cannabis in there, bro. Like, you could just nice. light up right in the balcony, right there on the floor, whatever. Oh, that's why it's the Warfield, because it's smoky in that bit. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> Cannon fodder all over the place. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, niggas, niggas laid out all over the floor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you know I, don't, I don't smoke like that, so I wasn't really, wasn't really into it. I mean, I don't, I don't dislike the smell of cannabis or nothing like that, but, you know. Yeah. I don't smoke like that, but uh, yeah, no, it was a dope, dope show. And then the headliner came on, and you already know who this is, right? Who? Action Bronson. Oh man! Yeah. Oh man! It, it was magical. It was magical. I'm gonna tell you something about this guy, right? So he was selling his cookbook, t-shirts, and uh, and yeah. other merch, you know. And uh, during during the show, people were like throwing the t-shirt. He had like he had a sharpie on stage. Uh, people were throwing their shirts and their cookbooks up on stage and while he was rapping he would open the sharpie with the mic in his hand sign the shirt and throw uh, it the crowd while nice. he was rapping my dude he, nice. he must have he done 20-30 autographs just like during his wow. set my yeah, guy yeah that was, that was imp- no, it wasn't impressive but it felt really good. I'm like, this dude yeah. really cares about his fans. Yeah, that's hip hop as fuck, man. You gotta love that. Yeah, he lost a hell of a lot of weight too. Dude was looking like a yeah. Wrestler. Yeah, he's 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 been on his fitness kick lately. Boy, been getting ripped. He came out there with the Jays on, the basketball shorts, the cutoff, and like elbow and knee pads. Like he was finna jump in the ring. <laughs> like he was finna he was finna go for the championship belt. But yeah, it was, <laughs> it was a great 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 show um i think the tour is still going on uh i don't know where you know check out the website look up the nba leather tour if it's coming toward us to a city near you it is definitely worth the money go to the show enjoy yourself i had a great time my dude mike came with me um we had a blast um yeah i'm looking forward to uh to another show man the warfield is kind of my jam but you know up here in berkeley we got the greek too but there's yes a lot of shows uh going on here in the bay i'm very disappointed about the fujis who are supposed to do a reunion tour and i had tickets to the show back in november but they postponed till march and we just got an email me and my sister just got an email like a month ago they canceled the show bro i was looking forward to seeing lauren hill man she done did it again. She done did it she again. She got you niggas again. She got me. She got me. Oh, bro. She she came to Atlanta, I think, um, I think it was last year. And my wife, she, you know, she was tripping. She's oh, we gotta go see Lauren. We gotta go see Lauren. I'm like, babe, you haven't heard? This this woman don't show up to no shows. She might show up two, three hours late. And just like fuck it, <laughs> yeah, she know, might. 
I'm she not- might say she coming and three hours later and then just cancel that guy. I can't I can't risk it. And look, I'm not I'm not I'm not dissing Lauren Hill by any means. I love the Queen Lauren Hill. She's dope. She's she's right. one of the one of the dopest MCs hands down. And I ain't saying yeah. MC. I just said dopest MC. And that includes right, men and women, right? Um but you know, I mean I don't know what her reasons are, but I'm sure that they're uh, they're valid. I'm sure they're valid. I just I'm kind of butthurt because I would have liked to see the show. You know what I mean? I never yeah. see the Fuji's live, and I really want to see the Fuji's live. You know, uh, but you know it is what it is. There's more shows. There's more things to do. You know, so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna keep it pumping, man. I'm still out here in these streets. I'm buying tickets. I'm gonna go to some more shows and uh, give y'all yeah, some reviews. Ha- yeah, yeah. Let me know how that is. Yeah. I ain't been able to go to um to to many shows lately. You know, I gotta find people here I trust uh, to keep the kids for a minute. But I am supposed to be going to an Igloos concert on the twenty sixth. I think. Oh, where's that? Is so, that in Tucson? Uh, no, it's in Phoenix. It's in That's Phoenix. what's up. How far is that from you? About an hour forty. Oh, that ain't bad. That ain't bad. Yeah. That's, that's well worth the uh-huh. ride for sure. There's yeah, Columbus to Atlanta type shit. Yeah, that's what's up. That's what's up. Yeah, yeah, but the see Igloo, man, I've been waiting on this dude to come to the states forever, for for years. Like, <laughs> I think I think I first found out about Igloo Ghost when my son was born. Like, that's what I was blasting. So, well, yeah, definitely, I, definitely I, give us a review because I'm I'm interested to in seeing what the what the show is actually like. Sometimes, uh, the the art that you hear on like Pandora, Spotify, whatever you listen to music on, does it really translate to the actual live show? You know, mm-hmm. I've, I found mm-hmm. myself disappointed a few times with, you know, um, the actual show that goes on versus what it is that I expected. Um, yeah. But I don't think you, I don't think he's going to disappoint. I really don't. I think he's probably going to show out. Oh, you already know, bro. You're going crazy. Yeah. So, hey, so we will be expecting a full review on that show, though. When you, oh, sure. <laughs> when you go, when you go. And I think right after I air this right here, I've got some uh, some video footage of the NBA leather tour. I'll probably I'll probably throw up on my Insta nice. and uh, probably cut the volume all the way down because, you know, copyright law and all that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But, <laughs> yep. I'm smoking right now. I'm actually about to uh, hit my Seahorse Pro by Luca. Spell L O O K A H like hookah, but Luca. It's an electronic dab pan. It is torchless. You just charge it up. You uh, at the touch of a button. It starts to heat the tip. Has a heating element already on it. When it gets hot, you just lightly touch it on your dab, and it vaporizes into a nice cool smoke i just hit two dabs i want to say um three no coughing gagging choking hacking none of that it's nice smooth cool um actually let me let me fire it up again yeah um, i don't I, I don't even remember what dab this is anymore y'all but as you can see, not in here. I'm sitting in the car. Oh, the best part about it, it doesn't leave that danky weed smell that you know smoking flower does. It is. It's, it's, it, it turns the dab into vapor. So I'm smoking in the car. I air it out, riding around. Nobody knows that I've been smoking in my vehicle. No, of course I'm in a state where cannabis is legal. <laughs> 
and I would never, never, ever, ever get intoxicated and drive. But as I'm sitting here in my vehicle, I still don't want it to smell like cannabis. I am driving. I don't need an excuse to get pulled over. So um, it's very discreet. I was in a public place like a club, and they do have clubs and bars here in Arizona. You can smoke your cannabis. I just charge my charge my dab pan up, take it on out there. I'm hitting dabs in a restaurant. Y'all out there fucking with torches. We're here smoking dab. I don't have to smoke a joint. I don't have to roll anything. Yo, they let you smoke in the restaurants out there? And certain ones, not everyone. Oh, see, they don't, they don't do that out here. We don't do that out here. You can't smoke nothing indoors. No, 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 none of that out here in California. That is not allowed. I mean, they do have cannabis clubs where you can go in and, you know, yeah. they got a little room for specifically for smoking, right? But it's not a restaurant. Mm. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, no. They, here, here they, have, they have restaurants like bars. Like, you can come in here, and most, most are where you can smoke dabs. Indoors and smoke flower outdoors. Yeah, dude, I'm getting I'm getting milky hits. I'm getting like nice milky hits off of this. You know, you, you make it sound so smooth and cool. It is. It's 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 I'm in the future, bro. I'm smoking in the future. So this is the Seahorse Pro? Is that what you're doing right now? Yeah, it's the it's the Luca Seahorse Pro. Um I, I, I seen you a picture of it. I might even upload it. I don't know. You should send a picture of it to me and then and then put it and then put it on the Deaf Perspective uh, Insta. You know, y'all yeah. check it out. You know, y'all check it out. See what's up with it. Yeah, throw it out there. If, if if you're in a state where cannabis is legal, if you like to smoke dabs, or if you want to smoke dabs but don't want to choke and hack and buy torches and propane and such, spend your thirty dollars on the Lucas Seahorse Pro. That's what's up. That's what's up. So. That was a, that was a nice that was a nice endorsement. <laughs> <laughs> we will not endorse any product we don't believe in. I mean, we ain't finna oh, do first, that. First and foremost, we got integrity now. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> if I don't believe in it. I'm not doing it. You know, like like the uh, the Kareem wine, my dude Greg. Mm. Dude is, I'm mm, telling y'all, mm. the, the the wine is legit, my guy. It is fantastic. It is fantastic. As as soon as he opens up the way he can sell across um, outside of California, I need that sent to me, bro. No, we gonna I make it happen. It. We gonna make it happen. Yeah, don't worry. We absolutely gonna make that happen. But I got a, I got a question in the meantime. Mm -hmm. Izzy, you've mm. been away for four weeks. Do you have an obscure music? selection for us today i have i have something so obscure you can't even perceive it can't even perceive this bro it's so it obscure. transcends what transcends time and space <laughs> <laughs> transcends i have from canada french trap it is Produced by the incomparable Soudier. Soudier, you may have heard me speak about him before. We we did. Soudier, we did. We talked about him before. Okay, tell us about it. He, he is, um, of course, he's from Purple Posse. Um, he's he's one of the leading producers of Purple Posse up there in Canada. Um, making making crazy trap, crazy funk music, and. He's brought this uh, artist, I assume he's from Quebec, um, Harbor, H-A-R-B-O-R, -R, Harbor. Dude is spitting, man, and he is spitting in French. I took French in high school. I got a little bit of French, 
not enough to know what this man is talking about, but MC to MC, my boy got flows, my boy got energy. He's he's this this album is just murderous. My I've been I've been annoying my girlfriend with it. Cause she like it, but she's like, damn, can you play something else? And I'm hell nah. <laughs> hey, I'm what's, a, the, what's the name of the album we, we're talking about uh, specifically here? The name of the album is ATM. It is Harbor and Sudier. If you look it up, YouTube, Spotify, whatever platform you use, ATM is the name of the album. Um, it's got, uh, I want to say... Eight, eight, nine tracks. Hold on, three, six, seven, eight. So eight tracks on it. Um, so it's it's short, but man, this dude is the replay value on it is primo. Dude is spitting. Oh, and the album cover, the album art is so yeah, sick. Velociraptors with hats on at the ATM, bro. This <laughs> at is the wild. Wait, just making <laughs> transactions. We just two animals making transactions. I get it. I. Nigga, I get it. <laughs> we just out here making it, bro. It's so, like it's so it. sick. Like, see, I like, I like, I haven't heard it yet, but I already know what it is. Like it, right? I, you already know already what this know. is about. I already know. I already know. And, and, I, and I downloaded it already. Let me tell y'all something. Definitely check nice. If Izzy endorses an album, you really need to check it out, my guy. Just you check really it out. Need to. You know. Just check it out, man. See what see what it's about. Velociraptors and bucket hats at the ATM. You need to hear that music. That's what's up. That's what's up. Now, this came out. In, uh, this came out in 2021. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's where it's at. That's where it's at. So I got a little. Um, I got a little uh, music review too. Oh. Okay. Um, I was uh, actually online. And I was looking for new artists, and I stumbled across a rapper named Shay Noir. You ever heard of Shay Noir? Mm -mm. So Shay Noir is a female MC, and she's from Buffalo, New York. And Ooh. her latest release, which I highly recommend, this came out this year, is called Food for Thought. Now, you heard me speaking a little earlier about Lauren Hill, and I said Lauren Hill's one of the dopest MCs ever. Um, mm -hmm. male or female I really don't like it when people say femsy yeah, when, they, uh, yeah. when they say oh well she's the best femsy right mm -hmm. I'm gonna tell you right now Shay Noir made a very explicit point to let y'all know on this album that she's one of the greatest rappers period and that her name mm -hmm. needs to be in the conversation for GOAT and she does not disappoint I'm gonna tell you straight up she's got um, she's got Looks like about 14 tracks on here. There's one in particular called Table for Three. And that's Shane Noir, 38 Special and Ransom. Okay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now she's from the um she's from the Griselda clique. So y'all already know what it is. Not right. but bars. But I'm gonna tell you straight up, the metaphors, she mm. she's so nice with it. She is so nice with it. Check it out. Album's called Food for Thought. Um, she's on the she's on the front cover wearing a black outfit and she's got a plate with a uh, silverware right there in front of her. But okay, yeah, yeah I just saved it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's nice. It's real nice. I like it. If you if you're interested, you can uh, you can jump back a little bit. She's got some other albums that are dope. Let's see, Juno was dope, and that's a collab with her and Thirty Eight Special with some other features on it. 
Um, she's got a lot of collaboration albums here. Check out her whole discography. I guarantee you, you hear Food for Thought, you're going to want to dig deeper and see what's Yeah, happening. I'm going to listen to her tonight. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I, think I, sent, um, I think I sent a video to uh, the group chat on YouTube a couple of weeks ago. I don't know if you heard that or not, but that was a track with uh, another track with 38 Special and, um, and Ransom and her. Okay. Yeah. But she go hard. She go hard. Shay Noir. If y'all ain't heard it, check it out. Yeah. C-H-E. Shay Noir. Mm -hmm. C-H-E. And then next word N-O-I-R. Yep. She's hella nice. I got nothing further for him this week, uh, Izzy. You got anything? Um, you got any pressing issues? Any more orders of business? Oh, I got issues. I got hella issues. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of that's 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 this whole episode. Yeah, is he right. got issues? You're right. You're right. <laughs> hey, but I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this, and this is to all the listeners out there. Um, we all got them, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Explore them, man. Don't ignore them. Right. They to be felt with, not to be dealt with. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, these are unintentional bars right now. Just letting you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but we love y'all. Want you to know that you're not alone out there. Whatever it is that you're going through, I guarantee you, there's somebody else out there that shares your experience. Don't yeah. be, don't be afraid to talk about it. Don't be too much of a quote unquote man to express your feelings. Don't rely yeah. don't rely on your logic so much that you fail to be a whole human being. We love y'all and we mean it. Izzy, I'm going to touch base with you in a couple of days, brother. It was great to be on the line with you and record with you today, man. Yeah, I'm glad to be back, homie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I appreciate you, brother. Well, all right, Deaf Perspective listeners, that's all that we have for you this week. Salutations. We will be back next week for another brand new episode. Izzy, I love you, bro. Love you too, brother. Yeah, man. I'm going to stay in touch. We're going to catch y'all next week. Peace. Peace. Yeah. One more while Joe is taking the world's longest piss. <clears throat> I actually been listening to you for a couple of minutes. Go ahead, <laughs> go ahead and plug. Go ahead and plug. I'm listening. Mm.